0: jump into part three of Made for the Middle. We are in this series, uh, Made for the Middle, and Satan is not going to stop us today. Uh, He does not want us to get this message out, I guess. He's trying to bring uh, a fire. There was no fire. There's Holy Spirit fire. Jesus said, I want to start a fire. So hopefully um, the fire of God will will touch our life today. I need need God's fire. I need God's presence in my life. And uh, I think you do too. We're singing uh, the songs of, um, remind us and do it again, Lord, the revivals of old. We've heard about it. Uh, We know we need massive revival uh, across this planet, and so just start with us, Lord, use me, start here, you know, do what you want to do in our life, made for the middle, I want to preach to anybody today that's kind of stuck in the middle of something, anybody been stuck in the middle of some emotions or some some 2020 stuff, anybody been stuck in the middle, I think there's a lot of situations and we found ourselves just right in the middle of it, anybody right now would say, man, I'm in the middle of it, come on, I stepped in the middle of it. And so I just want to pray and believe and be assigned to speak to that today. We're going to jump into the book of Joshua. Uh, I've got a lot of verses here in Joshua. You know the story, the backdrop. Moses has turned over uh, the reins to Joshua. Moses died. Joshua is mourning. And then after a few days of mourning, the proper time, God speaks to Joshua and says, Quit crying, boy. (laughs) Moses is dead. It's time to take your leadership. It's time to take... Your direction. And I I just want to say to somebody it's time to quit mourning. Moses is dead. It's time to step into what God has for you and time to step into what God is speaking to you. Like, put the sympathy cards away, put the pity party away, put the chocolates away. Moses is dead, and so now Joshua is about to take God's people into the promised land. No longer are they in the desert, no lo- and they're not in the promise yet. They're in this moment when they have to cross over the Jordan River, and God gives some instructions to Joshua, uh, to Moses for Joshua. And this is what it says. Meanwhile, Joshua three seventeen. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed. As the people passed by, they waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Joshua 4 1 through 11. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, Take 12 stones from every place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out of the, carry them out and pile them up at the place where you'll camp tonight. So go to where the priests were praising in the middle of the Jordan and get twelve stones and take them to where you're going to live. So Joshua called together the twelve men and he had chosen. One from each tribe of Israel. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all. One for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use those stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing from the ark of the Lord's covenant. when, When the ark of the Lord's covenant went across, these stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever forever to this day forever these stones will stand as a memorial to the people of israel forever that's us that's god's people that's those that are of faith so the men did as joshua had commanded they took 12 stones from the middle of the jordan river one for each tribe Just as the Lord had told Joshua, they carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed the memorial there. Joshua, verse 9, Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan. So here's a second pile of stones, a second memorial. Joshua set up the second memorial in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. And, and they are there to this day. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until the Lord's commands that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. The people hurried across the riverbed. And when everyone was safely to the other side, the priest crossed over the ark of the Lord as the people had watched. Title for today is simple. If these walls could talk. If these walls could talk. Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word changes us. Lord, have access to our souls today. Have access to our hearts today. Holy Spirit, breathe in us and on us. Do your work. Do what you can only do. We, we thank you that your word never changes, but it changes us. So we ask you for it to go out today and, and, and create a harvest in our life that it's, for, that it's supposed to create today. We want to know you more, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If these walls could talk. Anybody ever heard that statement, if these walls could could talk. I've said it. You've probably heard it. It's a statement that kind of means that there's a lot that's happened in certain places. And you go into to great old buildings or go into maybe an old home that you grow up, grew up in or, or an old house of a friend. Or you go to the Biltmore. Or you go to certain environments and, and you say, if these walls could talk. What, what that's kind of saying is that I wish I could hear all the stories of the, of the men and women and the families and the, and the things that happened and the pain and the, and the pleasure and the moments of what happened in these walls. I, I wish I could hear and remember all the things that happened that, that, that took place in these environments. And I, I want to know because I want to remember and learn and glean from what might have gone on in those environments, right? Right? And here's why we would want those walls to talk. Here's why we want to remember, because we have a tendency to, to remember the wrong things and forget the right things. We have a tendency to remember the wrong things, especially when we get into a, a middle moment in life or a 2020, we have a tendency to remember the wrong things and forget the right things. Come on, any men gone grocery shopping for your wives before? Huh I've got a list in the car she put the hand up he's looking i've got a list sitting in the seat i forget to take the list in i've read it three times i go in i remember the wrong things i get chips guacamole m&ms and cookies she's like the list was flour and eggs and bread and milk i'm like babe i got cookies it's all those ingredients in a bag i'm saving you work baby Yeah, I just I, I remember the wrong things, right? Come on, I can remember all of, you know, Tupac lyrics from high school but have struggle remembering Bible verses in the book of Romans. Come on, somebody. You know, I, I can remember, you know, Hank Williams Jr. lyrics, but I have trouble remembering anniversaries and, and birth dates. Come on, somebody, come on. I'm working on it, and, and we remember the wrong things and forget the right things. I remember sometimes the wrong things, and, and, I, and I forget the right things, and God's saying that you and I have a tendency he's telling this story about these stones because we have a tendency to to forget the right things have a tendency to forget all that he has done and all that he did and his faithfulness in our life and God's kids had already forgotten that in the wilderness in this moment and so he says I want to to have this 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 memorial set up because it's easy for you to forget what I've done and in the middle of transitions they're painful sometimes and we forget all that God has done God's kids are in this major transition. A former generation's died off. It's a new generation. They've, they've never known the promised land. They've only known wilderness. And now they're about to go in, and they're in a major transition. They're not in the desert any longer, but they're not in the promise yet. And they're in this painful, weird middle transition. Come on. It is hard and painful in transition. It is weird. It is there's tension. Some of you raised your hand and said, Yes, I'm in a middle moment. In these middle moments, they're tough, they're awkward, they're hard. 2020's had some tough middle moments for a lot of us. And, and, and you just think about middle moments. Think about the tough, the tension and the pain. I'm just going to say one word to you and it's going to remind you of all the tension and all the pain and all the awkwardness of this, of this middle moments, middle school. I mean, middle school is the most awkward, tense, peer pressured, painful time of our lives. Why? Because we're not adults yet, but we're not children any longer. And we're fighting for freedom. If you're a middle schooler, I get your pain like you're fighting for freedom and and you don't have it yet. You're still controlled by your parents, but you have a little bit of freedom, but you're not an adult. And every hormone in your body is shouting freedom. And the tension of being in that. and, And there's this tension of being in the middle. Here's the thing you need to know. Satan attacks in transition. Satan goes after, why do you think there's so many attacks on that age group or, or, or on you during transition? Because Satan knows how vulnerable we are in the middle of transition, that middle moment, that tension. Israel's in the middle of this tension. They're not where they want to be. They're not where they used to be. They've experienced some tension. Many of you, myself included, have experienced a lot of middle moments and tension in 2020 and so satan knows how vulnerable we are and so he begins to attack they're dreaming of milk and honey they're dreaming of a promised land and they come up on a flooded jordan river they walk right up on the overflowing banks of the jordan which is usually a small little stream that would be easy to step over but now it's a mile wide at flood stage and there's no way it's impossible do you know the closer you get to the blessings god has for your life the bigger the battles are going to be that you're wondering why it's getting hot and why it's being turned up. Man, Satan is not gonna let you just walk into the promise that God has for you without any type of flood stage activity in your life. There's gonna be some things that you've gotta say, oh, wow, I need God for this. And and all of a sudden, this, this moment of transition where Satan is attacking them, yes, all hell's coming against you because God knows that there's this step, there's this next step for you to take. Satan knows he doesn't want you just to walk into that next place. That was probably on the screen for you, but often you can write it down. Our biggest battles are right before our biggest blessings. The biggest battles that you're facing right now, you're wondering, why am I facing such a battle? I'm in transition. I, I, I know God's given me some promises for my life and for my family. Well, the biggest battles are facing you right now because Satan knows you're vulnerable, and he always tries to attack in transition. Think about, I mean, in the middle school age, the, the attacks there, why? I, I mean, I have some middle schoolers, so I know the attacks on that age group. Why? Because they're vulnerable and they're formulating their faith in someone and something. And so Satan knows if he can get into their life in those moments, he can get them to formulate their faith into a popularity or a people group or a certain type of style or a certain type of, where they could fit and for, And so Satan knows you and I, listen, he knows that when we're in transition right now and you're trying to step into a new direction, a new job, a new relationship, a new, whatever it might be that you believe for and God has for you, as you go to step into it, Satan wants to attack you because he does not want you to formulate your faith in God. He, he wants to get you off balance and God knows that in the middle of those transition moments that actually it's a great time for him to solidify your faith in who he is and what he can do in your life. And so we're in this transition moment. The God's people are in this transition moment. All good sports teams attack in transition. Come on, basketball, the greatest vulnerability in basketball. You ever see when someone scores and there's a transition of getting the, the defense back to the other side of the court and they want to get back quick because they'll toss the ball and get quick, easy points in transition. Soccer, hockey, all these type of things in transition, Satan knows that you and I are vulnerable. And I just want to say to you, you need to ask God, whatever you're facing, there's going to be a flood that you always have to face to get to your future in God. You're like, why is this such a flood in my life right now? Why am I, why can I not just easily step into this? It used to be easy because Satan knows and you just need to ask God, God, I need you. We love the verse that all things are possible with God, right? But that means everything's impossible to you. All things are possible with God. That implies impossibilities for you. So I need God in my situation I need God in this transition So God gives them some instructions And says I want you to cross this flooded river I want you to go through it this way And I want you to kind of walk up to it And he tells them I want you to get the priest And the Ark of the Covenant and I want the, Which represents praise in my presence And I want them to put their feet in I know you feel stuck I know you feel like you're up against the river I know you feel like you can't take another step Anybody felt that way? I know you feel like man I, don't, I can't go any further Come on I felt that way several times in 2020 I can't take another step God I'm up against it, God. And God says, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell the priest to go out before him and put their feet in the water and the water will part. Like, wait a minute, God. Like, I remember this story from 40 years ago. Moses just had to get the stick and lift it in the air. I want this just Shazam moment, God. I don't, I don't want to put my feet in the water. That's flood. I don't like getting my feet wet, God. I'm not about that. I don't want to, God, that's a little bit, you know, my socks are wet. I don't, God, I don't. And you're complaining to God because he's telling you to step up into it. And you want it to be done the way it happened with Moses. And the reality is God said, I'll be with you, Joshua, as I was with Moses, not I will do with you as I did with Moses. Many of you are looking for God to do something that he did for somebody else or do it a certain way that he used to do for you. And God's going, no, this is a new design, a new way. I have to have you step into some stuff. I want you to step into it first. Many of you are waiting for God to do this miracle and God's saying, no, 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 I need you to step into it. I need you to walk into it. I need you to get bold and make a decision that this year, this is my time that I'm actually gonna step into the situation. I'm not gonna tiptoe around it any longer. I'm not gonna be afraid of it any longer. I'm not gonna step back, sit back, shrink back. I'm going to step into it. Y'all with me today? Yeah. And, and here are these guys, this whole nation, and, and the ark and, and the, the priests represent praise, represent God's presence. It represents them stepping into it with praise. I wrote this down. You can put it in your notes if you're taking notes. You have to step into transition with praise. I just want to encourage you, whatever you're fighting, whatever middle moment you're in, God gets in the middle of your praise. And these are the times when it's so easy not to praise, not to to lift up God, not to to believe in faith. It's so easy in these moments. And, And the reality is if you'll step in praise, if you'll step into the transition in praise and make a decision, you know what? God is with me. I'm gonna keep on walking. I'm gonna keep on believing. I'm gonna keep on going. I'm gonna keep on doing. I'm gonna keep on praying. I'm gonna keep on worshiping. I'm gonna keep on loving. I'm gonna keep on forgiving. I'm gonna keep on going. Amen. Step into it. Devil, you're not going to have my family. Devil, you're not going to have my church. Devil, you're not going to have my heart. Devil, you're not going to have my mind. You're not going to have my friends. You're not going to have my business. You're not going to have my marriage. I'm going to step in it. I just think it's important. And if you're new here, I'm a preacher. I'm I'm, So I love you. Devil cannot, listen, he he can't intimidate us with with floodwaters any longer. And I think some of us have been so intimidated, and I got to get my strength back. I got to get my drive back. I got to get my energy back, my faith back, my fight back. Come on, there's some things God wants to give back to you, but you've got to step into it. Listen to me. God gets involved when you step in it. When they stepped in, God stepped in. When, when, they, when, they, when their feet touched the water, the water's parted. You, when you step in, God will step in. God's not making it easy on you any longer. It's not a rod, it's not manna, it's warfare. It's stepping into floodwaters. It's going, man, I'm a little nervous about the the height of this water, Lord. Step in and watch what I do. Step in and let me get involved. You can write this down. God does powerful miracles in the middle of your praise. Come on, stand firm-footed in praise. Step into the transition. Step into the situation. Joshua 4 says this, verse 10. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until the Lord's commands that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. Meanwhile, listen to this. The people hurried across the riverbed. I don't, I don't know why they hurried across. I mean, have you ever been in an aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just like stand and like, wow. The one that goes overhead, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just staring at the ceiling, okay? Like, wow. Like, you, you walk through, your kids are there. Yeah. Wow. You're not hurrying through that. Like, why did they hurry across? I mean, probably panic, probably fear probably some excitement but worry is this god like is it gonna close in on us like is it gonna some of you are hurrying through the situations because you're scared that god's not going to fully do the miracle that he's in the middle of and you're like oh god it cannot and you're hurrying and they're hurrying because they're probably scared i probably would have done the same thing but they're hurrying through this thing they're running through this thing they're going through it fast and i think sometimes like like the going through what we're going through in these middle moments we just need to slow down a little bit they're walking through the middle of the Jordan River. They're in a middle moment. It's kind of like, here's the problem it's kind of like a, a yellow light, red, yellow, green. Come on, yellow lights have a lot of different interpretations, somebody. There's many interpretations. I, I have different interpretations. The yellow light, when I see yellow light, it means caution, right? Caution. You know what it means for me? Stomp the gas and speed up as fast as you can, or slam the brakes because you didn't stomp the gas fast enough. <laughs> There's, there's no middle ground with that. There's no, what happens when we get into a, a middle moment sometimes is that we, we go to extremes. We either, we either want to fly through it or wallow in it. And some of you are going through some middle things and some stu- stuff in your life and some tension, and you're just trying to zoom right through it and, and get me out of this, God, or you're trying to wallow in it and go, ah, and, and here's the problem. We want to get through it, but God wants to work in it. I wrote it this way when we hurry to get through the mess we miss what God is working in the mess or I can say it like this when we hurry write this down it's important we tend to generalize what God wants us to recognize when we run through we tend to generalize what God wants us to recognize hashtag best day ever hashtag worst day ever Man, those were the best years of my life. Those were the worst years of my life. It's all downhill from here. This is my last opportunity. It'll never work again. Man, those were the greatest days. Those were the glory days. We tend to, here's the greatest generalizations. It's the most idiotic. I've been catching myself saying it. It's the stupidest statement on the planet. It is what it is. Why? What? Who? When? Where? What do you mean it is? Of course it is what it is. But why is it what it is? Because we speed through it. And we don't recognize what's God saying in it. What's God doing in it? What's God speaking in it? What's God whispering to me? What does my pain mean? What does my hurt mean? What does my feelings mean? What does all of it? Come on, don't just generalize. Recognize God saying, what am I doing in the middle of your pain? Don't run through it. Recognize what God said, what you felt, how God's moving, how God's in the middle of your mess. God's in the middle of what you're facing right now. Don't just run through, don't rush through. Recognize what's the struggle, what's the victory. Come on, put some words to it. Write it down. Recognize and write it down what God's speaking to you right now. God said, I want you to get 12 stones and get them out of the middle of the Jordan and set them up as a memorial. Very interesting. They're hurrying through, they're going to the other side, and God says, No, 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 no. Slow down. I actually want you to go back and get 12 stones send them in back into the mud back into the pain back into the middle back into the mess and make them pick up 12 stones and carry. I know they're heavy I know they're muddy I know they're painful I know they add to the load I know it's too much to carry but I need you to slow down and put some of these stones on your shoulders and carry them and set them up as a memorial to what I am doing and saying and speaking in your life. It's very interesting. God left the priest, listen to me, in the middle of the mess with the praise moment and let everybody pass by, but would not allow the priest to leave the middle until people got some stones out and carried some stuff out with them. And and what I want you to know prophetically is God is telling you, do not quit praising until you get some stuff out of the mess that you've been facing. Do not quit worshiping until you carry some stuff. Come on, so many of us rush through. God is saying something. you Come on, the value, the value of 2020, the value of the hurt, the value of the pain, the value of the miracle, the value of the moment is what God did in it for you and in you. Get that, harvest that, grab that, and take that story to the other side with you. Don't quit worshiping. Don't quit praising. I know it's heavy. I know it's hard. I know it's not easy, but I don't want you, and God doesn't want you to generalize what He wants you to recognize. He says, Get these stones, carry them with you. And then the first thing that you need to do when you get to the other side of this thing, when you get to the promise, is set those things up as a memorial so that when your kids ask, What are these stones? That you'll talk to your kids and you'll say, that's where God dried up the the Jordan River. That's where God parted the waters. Set them up as a memorial to future faith generations so that your story that you harvest, what God is saying is "Don't don't go through this and get nothing out of it. Don't go through this and carry no stuff out with you, no stones out with you. Don't go through this and not, not have a story to tell to future faith generations, that literally the story that you, that you get from God, remembering the right things from God is actually solidifying the future faith of generations to come. That it's a memorial, so when they ask you, what does this mean, that you can say, you know what, this is the greatness of God. This is the deliverance of God. This is the power of God in the middle of my mess. This is where God stepped in, and I kept walking. This is where God breathed on me. This is where I wanted to quit, but I didn't quit. This is where we wanted to give up on the marriage, but we didn't give up. This is where I wanted to stop the business, but I didn't stop the business. This is where we went bankrupt, but believe God to come back. This is where I wanted to commit suicide as a young person, but, but a friend spoke something to me and I got faith again in my life. This is where many of you are hiding your story and your, your, your boulders and your stones are buried in the dirt and the muddy past and God's saying, I need you to go back and harvest some stuff, dig up some stuff because the, the memorial of that story is gonna help someone else in their life. He says, set it up as a memorial. It's heavy, I know. It's hard to carry, I know, but I carried it out. And I set it up as a memorial in this transition of fear and pain and and hurt. You know what I did? I praised. And God didn't allow me to come up out of the riverbed until I was done praising. And in the middle of it, I carried some stones out with me. Write this down. Memorial stones become stepping stones for the faith of future generations. That's what he said when they ask, when future generations ask, what are these stones? You'll say to them, that's where God showed up in my mess that's where I was in tension and we didn't know how we were going to cross but that's where God showed up that's where God did something that's all God's saying is leave a story to your kids grab some stones from whatever you are facing right now in 2020 and get a story and walk out of this thing and believe God memorialized some things in your life I'll, I'll just ask you what are you rushing through right now what are you flying through right now that you need to slow down and go back and dig up some stuff that maybe God would have you write down And pass on. I'm not a good journaler, but I do it on my phone. I take notes on my phone from my prayer. I don't know how you need to do it, but we forget the right things and remember the wrong things. And so God said, I want you to set up some stones. I want you to set up a memorial. There's two memorials. I'm gonna close up and pray with you here in a second. There's two memorials that God has them set up. One memorial is actually in the middle of the Jordan. Right now it's there to this day. And the only time you can see it is in drought season. Do you know that it's in droughts when we need to see the memorials of what God did the most in our life? And the only time that those stones can be seen is when that Jordan River's down low and it reminds them, hey, you know what? God showed up in the middle of my mess. It reminds us that God showed up in the middle moment, in the tension moment, that God was actually in the middle. It reminds you and I that he will meet us in the middle as we praise and we worship. That's why worshiping and praising and seeking God is not just an exercise in contemporary worship. It's an exercise of warfare, asking God to show up in the middle of our situation because he inhabits the praises of his people. And so this this middle uh, memorial was actually proving to us and showing us down generations to come that God showed up in the middle of the impossible. And it's only seen in drought season. That's when we need to know it most. But he didn't just leave it there. He built one on the other side. He built one in the promised land. He put one up to where they camped as proof to say, I didn't leave you in the middle. You praised and I got you through the middle and I stepped with you into the promises I had for you there's two memorials I think God wants us to understand and recognize that he's with us he wants us to praise and to to worship and, and to walk through that I I, I believe that God is say, saying something to you and I that, that there's a story that matters in your life there's something that you need to memorialize I don't know what you're going through I don't know the moment you're in I want to go back into worship here in a second not quite yet we got a few minutes in here I don't, I don't know, hopefully there's things in your mind right now where you're, you're going, oh yeah, God was there, I remember that, and, and God showed up there, I remember that, and God did that, I remember that, and oh wow, okay, I, I, I can keep on walking, I'm gonna step into this, and God's with me, God promised me to be in it, so you're, you're beginning to see some things, and I pray you would harvest some of those moments, and you would build a memorial to those moments for future generations, or for maybe the person sitting next to you, or, or a friend, or family, or kids to come, I don't know, but, but God, help us to harvest the, the stones that you'd have us harvest, and If you fast forward 1,400 years from this verse, John the Baptist is in a place called the Jordan River baptizing and Jesus comes out to see him and the Pharisees come out. And John looks at the Pharisees and says, you brood of vipers, who told you to run from the coming judgment, repent and do good deeds under repentance? you hypocrites basically saying you don't have any heart change you're just kind of going through the religious motions and the tradition you're making it look good on the outside but you're still all nasty on the inside you need jesus you need god and he says and he reads their mind and he says don't think just because you're sons of abraham that you're fine don't think that your tradition has you taken care of. Don't think that you're standing in some denomination has you taken care of. Don't think because your grandparents or great-grandparents said they had a Bible, it means you're taken care of. He said, no, 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 no. It's not just tradition. You need a relationship with Jesus. John tells him that. And he says, don't think you're okay. And then he does this. He goes, God can raise up sons or children from these stones if he wishes. Can these walls talk? John says that the very same stones points to the very same stones that 1,400 years ago, Joshua, in obedience to a generation to set up a memorial put in that place, John the Baptist points to the same stones and says God can raise up children of faith through the stories of your life. That the stones do live, that the stones do talk. Second Peter 5 says we're living stones, that we can talk, that we have a story, and that your story has eternal value and eternal power, literally so much so that when people hear your story, John says that God can raise up children of faith through the stories that you carry. In the midst of all the religion and all the hypocrisy and all the junk and all the pain and all the things we've seen in the planet, John says that your story carries eternal value and eternal merit, literally the monument to others' faith that might step into the kingdom of God. And I think sometimes we, we discount our story, we discount the stones that God has asked us to carry in life. We've hidden them, we've been scared of them, we've been silenced by them. I don't know what your story is, but I promise you God's in the middle of it. And as we praise him, we sang that song, God's on the move this morning. I just wanna tell you, God's on the move in your story. God's on the move in the middle of your tension. God's on the move in the middle of your mess. God's on the move. I, I went to coffee the other day with a friend. I've just met him, Will West, right over here. He did, I told him I was gonna share our story. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're drinking coffee the other day at K-Brew and uh, he had coffee, I had tea, but I say coffee because it's a little embarrassing to have tea. But I had tea and and he had uh, coffee or some, some drink with whipped cream on top. I can't call that coffee, but it was nice looking. And 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 I don't know if you know Will, but he's a he's a local sports uh, uh, radio host, and so and and he's a big man, and his voice is like ten times bigger than he is. He's got this giant voice, right? I mean, it's a very distinct, well-known radio voice. I told him the other day when I first met him, he had a mask on. I was like, "Dude, your voice, your voice!" And I and I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. I'd never known his face, but I just his voice. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm glad I have a voice because I have no talent." You know, and he's like he's like I got a good voice, and 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 it's just a humble servant. And, and we're talking, and it's it's what's weird is it's we're hanging out and we're walking in line to get our to order and just, just, just walking up and he's talking to me and, and as his voice as he speaks to me like I see individuals in the restaurant recognizing his voice they, they don't really know his face but they're stopping and they're turning and they're stopping and they're looking and they're stopping and I feel a little bit awkward because everybody's looking at us and I can tell they're recognizing his voice from the radio it's in the middle of their day it's in the middle of their business in the middle of their moments the middle of their coffee, in the middle of their latte, in the middle of their situations and they're stopping and recognizing a voice that they don't even know the face of? And I think God's saying to some of us right now, in the middle of your moment, in the middle of your pain, in the middle of your day, in the middle of your coffee, in the middle of your morning, in the middle of whatever it is, would you just stop and recognize a voice that's speaking to you, that's calling to you, that's whispering to you, that's telling you I'm with you, it's okay, I got it, it's okay, I'm on the scene, I'm in the middle of your pain. I'm in the middle of 2020. I'm the, you're in transition. The enemy's been attacking, but I'm in the middle. As you begin to praise, as we worship God, we have about three minutes, four minutes left. As you worship God this morning, I'm just here to, on assignment to tell you, if you feel like you couldn't take another step, you feel like you couldn't go further, would you just stand to your feet? Come on, just make a stance, a, a stance of faith right now. Just stand up. Come on, we're just, I'm just here to believe that God said, he said he would get in the middle of your praise. Come on, let's just worship. He's preparing. A-